Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of any and all ages, this is the Rad Dad, Radley Belmont. Uh, and Papa Bear Wade Kruger. And we are the gods of dad bonds, the old age in-laws, the parental guardians of the galaxy. We're stepdads. That's us. And you're listening to the Sign Rip Podcast. Same Sign Rip time. Same Sign Rip channel. And we're here with Joey G. Yes. Throw it over to Joey. Oh, yes, we are. Yeah. I, I also, you might over. be watching. You might not just be listening. I got a little excited there. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that energy. Sorry. Oh, welcome everybody to the episode number three of the Sign Rip Podcast with Joey G. I am your host, Joey G. And tonight's episode, I'm, I'm chatting with the Parental Guardians of the Galaxy, the stepdads, Rad Dad Radley Belmont and Papa Bear Wade Kruger tonight. Guys, how you doing? I'm okay. You know, just uh, getting into the Christmas spirit a little bit. I'm surprisingly hyper. Yeah, I noticed. I, I could tell, you know, especially with the uh, the real, you got real energized there for the uh, intro for me. So yeah. I'm not going to be able to match that. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, for, for those of you who don't know, um, I've never had any interactions with the stepdads where the stepdads have had my, they've never ripped up any of my signs. And actually, none of my signs have been ripped up in a match that they've been in. But I do recall the last Test of Strength show I was at, one of those beautiful Let's Go Stepdad signs got torn up that my buddy Billy had. Oh, that was a travesty of justice. Yeah, it's a damn shame. Uh, we would never rip up a sign. No, no, you don't throw away good ring material. Yeah, that's you know, that's a waste of paper. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Waste of paper indeed. And paper we... doesn't grow on trees, okay? I, uh, I mean, I think it does yeah. grow on trees. <laughs> oh man. Nah. 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 Yeah, read a book. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So. So, uh, guys, what have you guys been up to lately? How was your Thanksgiving, first off? Thanksgiving was good. You know, I, uh, I don't have much family, so I don't really do a big, like, family thing. So I went over to uh, my buddy's house, and we had a, a nice little, like, 12-person. I think we technically broke the rules and had too many people there. But, you know, we had, like, 12 people. Uh, don't tell anybody. For Thanksgiving. It was a good time. Secret safe with me. Any, any cops or FBI people listening to this? He's just kidding. It was only 10, I swear. Yeah. No more than 10. Okay, we got uh, it. No. Yeah. <laughs> See, mine, mine, mine was very legal because it was just uh, my girl and her mother. That was it. Because so, my, my mother lives on the other side of the country, so I just gave her a, a happy Thanksgiving, and we had a very small little get-together. But uh, it was fantastic. We had pumpkin and apple pie. Ooh. And oh, God. I think I ate all of it, both. And everyone was mad, but then I bought them another apple pie the next day, and everyone was happy. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> recovering. My diet is still recovering. I think I'm still like a couple pounds up where yeah. I was the, the day of, the morning of. Yeah, I have no idea how I'm not heavier than I am right now. I must have done something, right? I don't know. Wow. I, I did enjoy my usual tradition of uh, starting, starting to drink at 9 a.m. and uh, live tweeting the Macy's Parade. That's <laughs> glorious. That, if, if anybody doesn't know, Wade's been doing this for years. Go on his Twitter. And you go back and look at the old ones. Like they're they're, they're brilliant. For like ten years at least. Yeah, I think pretty much since I turned twenty one, <laughs> I start the day by uh, by pouring a drink and live tweeting the Macy's parade. It is definitely the highlight of your Twitter every year. It's it's the the Super Bowl of your Twitter. Yeah, people look forward to it. It's weird. Oh my gosh. So yeah, wow, Macy's parade live tweeting. Yeah, it looks like a, a little bit of lag on your end. I could see like your camera is like lagging behind. It might be. I don't know. I mean, we're, we got a rainstorm going on. Yeah, it is on my here. favorite. It's one of my highlights. One of my favorite things to do. It's like that and the Super Bowl usually. I gotcha. So, so uh, guys, tell me what got you guys into uh, professional wrestling? Like, now you <sighs> loaded question. Yeah, boy. Now, do you mean what got us into wrestling? Like, as a kid, like got us into what? Like, as a fan, or like? Making the jump from that into, yeah. or like, oh, well, stupid enough to hire us. To make <laughs> us or? Yeah. Um, I was gonna. Well, first, I was gonna say, what got you guys into professional wrestling? Like, maybe as kids, 
you know, like what, what was the first real like thing that got you guys hooked? Okay. Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't wrestle as a kid. I, I wait, I, I was not legally allowed to wrestle as a kid. You have to be 18 or older. Go ahead. Stop. <laughs> we'll be here all day. All right. So, uh, for me, this is how it works. This is the dynamic. Okay. So for me personally, it might be my youngest memory, or it's one of them for sure, is uh, watching a tape of the NWA Clash of the Champions, the very first one from April 1988, which was the month I was born, but this is somewhere around, I was four or five years old. Oh, okay. And I remember, even though I I definitely watched the whole tape, I definitely watched the whole tape because that's the only way I would have seen the main event, but I remember the main event of Ric Flair versus Sting going to a 45-minute draw, they had a judge's decision, Ric Flair retains the title, and it was so awesome to me, like, it was such a great story, uh, and being 45 minutes for, like, a five-year-old, I, it probably felt like a two movies, watch, you know, watching them in a row, like, but there was such a great story to um, Sting's rise to being uh, Ric Flair's equal by the end, but not surpassing him yet, um, it just grabbed me, and it was something I, I still remember to this day, you know, 30 years later, whatever it was since I was a kid. Now, for me, it's, I don't have, like, a first memory. I just, like, I don't remember, like, oh, the first thing I watched. But I do remember, like, some of the early stuff. Uh, my dad liked wrestling. He, he used to go to MSG shows. Um, he used to, like, deliver, like, magazines and stuff for WWWF. Like, because yeah. they, they used to be headquartered, like, nearby where he was. Oh, wow. Um, but I remember watching some of the early stuff, like, some WCW, like, Saturday stuff and um that i feel like that was some of the first stuff i probably watched but the first thing i remember specifically was like watching vhs tapes that i would get from like suncoast they're not suncoast a west coast video or blockbuster or something like that and one of the ones i remember was this like best of that had like jerry lawler versus bret hart in a kiss my foot match and bret hart versus isaac yankum and stuff like that that i remember seeing that on like a vhs it was like a, I can't remember what, it was the best of something. It was some like Coliseum home like release. Like the best of 94 or yeah. something. Yeah, it was like one of the Coliseum home releases. Yeah. So I remember watching that. Um, my earliest wrestling memory, though, is getting mad that I couldn't watch. And I don't remember what show it was, but I got in trouble. Oh, oh no. And uh, my dad was like, you can't watch wrestling tonight. And I remember crying because I wanted to watch the Nasty Boys wrestle. <laughs> And these days, I would gladly go to bed without watching the Nasty Boys. <laughs> so there's that. Oh I don't remember God. what show that was, like who they wrestled. I don't remember why. Um, I just know I had the action figures. I've never seen them, so I'm excited to see them. It was a whole big thing. And then I got out of wrestling for a while, and then the Indies brought me back in. ROH, like 2004, TNA, that got me back into it. Ah. So, when I was like, in high school. I had friends in high school who watched, and they got me back into it. Uh, that's funny you're talking about... Uh, I was a WCW, NWA into WCW guy all the way. All right. Yeah, I, I watched it all the way to 2001. That's the worst WCW Nitros, all that. I went through all of it. I, I yeah. suffered for you people. I, watched, <laughs> I saw it. I watched religiously for like a long time every week. Probably like around 2000, I started just like watching highlight stuff I really cared about. Like, I remember watching The Last Nitro, and I remember watching, like, certain shows, but I wasn't watching, like, every week. And then I started, like, getting back into wrestling with, like, Austin Aries and Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. and Over in TNA or uh, Impact Wrestling. guys that were killing it in TNA. The X Division, really. I got you. Yeah, Impact and TNA's X Division. Yeah, because I'd see them on TV, and then they'd be doing shows in Edison with Croatia. Okay. So. So, yeah, that got me back into it. I'm, well, you know, I was the same way at one point. I lost uh, interest for a little bit after 2001, like after the invasion thing with uh, WWF and WCW. I lost interest for a little bit, and I just I was like busy with a lot of other things. And then I regained interest again in 2005. So I, I know it when you lose a little bit of interest in it and everything. But it's good that that you got back into it, you know. And then uh, you got into this. So what ended okay, up? It, it... Oh, sorry, <laughs> I interrupted you. We're on like a little bit of a delay, I think. Yeah. So like, um, I'm trying not to like step on your, your toes. Yeah. No, I understand. 
Um, and I know that that might be on my connection. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, it's probably my connection. Um, but um, anyways, what made you guys want to get into professional wrestling? Like, actually, like go from being fans to wanting to do the thing in the ring. So I'll, I'll go first, and it could be the weather that's causing the connection. It's whatever. Um, so I think what happened, like I, I got out of it. I started going to indie shows, and um, Jersey All Pro was the big indie here, which is plug for Jersey All Pro. They just got put on uh, IWTV. Um, I was going to their shows, and they had a message board, and like all the top, all the fans would post on the message board and talk about the show and whatever. So I became friends with a lot of them because we'd all sit in the front row every show and we got to know each other and talk online and, and all that. And then like, I think like six or seven of us, um, started backyard wrestling, uh, together. And that kind of kicked it all off where Jersey all pro got me back into wrestling. It let me get closer. I was doing photography for them. I was, I loved it. And then meeting people who had a similar interest, we started backyarding and that got me more into like I was I actually gave it a shot, and I was like I'm not that bad at this. I have an I, I'm a good mind for it because I had been watching it for so long, and then it just snowballed from there. Backyarded, we started branching out from our little seven eight person shows to like bigger shows with more people. There was a whole community we found out. We started crossing over and going different places, meeting new people. Uh, that's how we met. Yep. And uh, yeah, kind of started from there, and then everyone stopped one day. Um, oh boy <laughs> except well, everyone was like oh i'm done with this backyard thing and i was like i think we should i'm just feeling good about this like i feel like i'm just finding my groove let's keep going got trained made the jump mm-hmm. yeah that's the short version <laughs> all right what, yeah, there's, a lot, there's a lot in between yeah uh, for me i uh let's see where do i even start for, so for me um same thing in 2001 everything kind of got stale. I mean, I feel like most wrestling fans feel that way, unfortunately. And uh, I also lived across the country. I lived in Las Vegas. Uh, I lived there most of my life. And there was no wrestling. Their athletic commission was uh, just not really having it. You would almost have to pay over $5,000 to run one indie show. Which, anybody who knows how indie shows work out here, that is impossible. You cannot run yeah. A, a independent company. A lot of overhead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there was no indie wrestling. Um, I did get snippets of other companies. Um, NWA Wildside, which is the company AJ Styles practically started at, uh, aired from like Georgia on my TV at like 2 p.m. on some syndicated thing. So I, I saw a little stuff here and there. Uh, and by the time AJ Styles was in TNA, I was like, oh, it's that NWA Georgia guy. I remember him. <laughs> so uh, it's. I kind of saw him from the beginning, but uh, there was there was no wrestling in Vegas. I didn't even know anybody who liked wrestling in Vegas. Um, so it was always kind of that thing. N- not having it around made me want to be a part of it more and want to see it more. Uh, to the point where I started buying Ring of Honor DVDs. Um, I would try to find whatever I could on like I would find like NWA matches on YouTube that were happening on in indie promotions in the Northeast and things like that. Any little thing I could find, and finally the NWA started running in Vegas. They finally figured out uh, their problems with the athletic commission, and they started running any promotion. Um, I did a little bit of pro training at that point. I didn't get very far at all, but it really inspired me to do some more stuff with friends, which ended up going to some backyard wrestling. No real aspirations to go pro because you just your backyard wrestling is not pro. Like people will understand that. Yeah, you're just oh, having yeah. fun with your friends. Of, of um, course. Yeah, which is what I was doing. Yeah. So he, uh, Wade here, would come out to Vegas with his father. His father had a business uh, trip. Yep. He would come out with us, and we would hang out. Great times. So I would eventually fly out to the Northeast to visit people I had met online through these um, wrestling forums and, and stuff, have like little backyard wrestling matches and things like that. Um, and it was a lot of fun. But uh, after I had moved out here to the Northeast, a lot of my friends became pro wrestlers. They had started to really get trained. Or they stopped. One way or the other. Exactly. It was like, oh, I'm training with this company now. Or I'm helping at this company. I might get trained there. And it was 
it was very slow. But just one day, I feel like everybody kind of woke up and was like, yeah, everyone's gone. <laughs> like, everyone's <laughs> doing professional wrestling now, except us. Like, we hadn't really moved on. Even though I, I had a little bit of training, he had a little bit of training with, uh, not with a school, but with some actual pros who had worked with him. And I, I was like, we got to make the jump. I'm, I made the jump first. Okay. And he he was pretty soon yeah, after. We'll see a year later. Yeah, he was he was like 10 months later. He was in, and it really clicked for us. Um, obviously, there was a lot of stuff we had to learn, with crowd interactions, uh, storytelling. But I don't think it was just from our yarding experience, but just from being wrestling fans and understanding wrestling, seeing it from that side, that it was easy for us to start learning. We had a lot to learn, but it was it, we were like sponges. Yeah, like it, yeah. it very much like we had we we had a lot of the basics because like when we say backyard wrestling like we had a ring like we bought a ring like a professional ring oh yeah. wow like we had a ring in the yard and we had we we had friends who were yarding but like things were different at the time where like guys weren't as committed to the indies they're they like uh, the indies were totally different in the mid yeah. in the like. 2010. Well, yeah, like when I when I did my uh, training, that was in 2009, and there was arguments in the locker room. Yeah. People were bickering. So like, it was a very very negative. Like, like and that was yeah. just one company I worked with. So some of the guys we knew who had jumped to pro would come and like hang out and do yard matches because they they were able to like express themselves more and do stuff and have that, fun. They, that they weren't allowed to do in the indies because old vets would get mad or whatever. Um, and they, we had a ring, they taught us how, they were all trained, they would teach us how to like run ropes and how to bump and make sure we were doing things right. So like we had that under our belts when we started, like the, how to bump and how to run the ropes and how not to hurt your opponent and, um, some of the psychology, but the really, the real thing we had to learn when we made the jump was like, you can't practice for working in front of a crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, wrestling on the fly. Yeah. Like learning like a uh, ring placement and like where the camera is and like. All that other little stuff that, like, you just get by, like, experience. Yeah. Just being ready for the unknown. Because random things happen in matches all the time. Everyone thinks it's super choreographed and everything to a little little T. And it is not. There are, there are moments in matches where everything changes because of the crowd's reaction. <laughs> yeah, or... I've had matches where I didn't know who was going to win at the end for real. Or, um... And, and, and things change because of the crowd reaction. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's happened before we've been in a match. I'm not saying that's normal, but it, it's happened. Yeah, or sometimes you'll be in a match and you just you you plan stuff, but like you you'll change it depending on how you feel the crowd is going. Mm -hmm. and it's like you, you don't want to commit to that if you don't think it's going to work. Uh, we, yep, we've had matches where the promoter was like, "Oh, they're gonna the crowd's gonna love you. You're gonna be they're gonna they're gonna just treat you like kings out there." And we go out, and the first thing is uh, one of the other, one of our opponent's girlfriends screaming in our face about how much we suck. Oh and man! The crowd joins her because, so like you and gotta, you, you yeah, know, you, you gotta, gotta go with it. You're yeah. the bad guy now. Yep. Yeah. You just you went the, the whole match planning on having this yeah. being good guys, and you gotta flip how you do everything. And, and, the whole yeah, match. So, and so I get in the ring, I lock up with the guy. I go, we're we're gonna be a, a little rough with you tonight, buddy. And <laughs> he, he's like, cool, cool, and we just go with it, you know. Yeah. That's uh, that's the stuff you you kind of learn from experience. That like it doesn't matter how much you train, you got to be in the ring in that moment to really know how to handle it. You got to be able to learn yeah, how to in the backyard about doing a lot of cool things safely. Yeah, <laughs> so I got gotcha. uh, there's, there's, there's your long answer on how yeah. we started. Yeah, and, it, uh -huh. and a little plug, real quick. If anybody actually wants to see any of our backyard stuff, we do post it on our Patreon. Yeah, at Stepdad's Wrestling. And so, because we're not we're not ashamed of it. We 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 had backyard wrestling matches. It was fun. They weren't embarrassing. We didn't get hurt. They were in a ring. They were very safe. Yeah, so, so we, it's, it's know, one of the things we like to throw up to like the people who who yeah. follow us on Patreon. Yeah. We'll throw up an occasional because like some of them are against like guys you you watch on TV. He has one where he's tagging with Sonny Kiss in the backyard, and I have a match where I'm wrestling uh, Tony Deppin in the backyard. Yep. Oh wow, um, stuff like that. The guys we knew from back in the day. Oh yeah, um, some of the guys that we knew we didn't wrestle personally, but like you know, they were there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very interconnected. So it's fantastic. Every locker room we go to, we almost, I would say we do always know somebody in the locker room from our days. Yeah. Or maybe like one degree of separation yeah. from someone. So it's always a welcome locker room when we come in. It's always, a, it's always great to have a, a friendly locker room to walk into. <laughs> 
Yeah, know when someone has your back when you walk in is nice. Absolutely, without a doubt. And I, I feel like I feel like a lot of the people that moved on to pro wrestling have made the industry less toxic on our level, on the independent level too. Um, and I, I don't say that lightly. I'm not just you know blowing smoke up anybody's butt. I really think that our brotherhood was such a bunch of nice people, a bunch of good people that's really changed. And like I said, like he mentioned Sunny Kiss, like it it's a very deep uh roster of talent that we used to just have fun with. Yeah. And they're they're everywhere now. Yeah, it's uh the guys that we trained with in the yard, the guys who showed us the ropes, it's a shame they didn't have like some of the best wrestlers I ever saw are like barely known on the indies. Yes. And they were awesome, but they didn't get that shot because they came a little too early. I, I absolutely agree. That is amazing. So that whole story right there is really amazing. And if you guys do want to check it out the stepdad's Patreon, you should get you guys should definitely uh give that a view or try subscribing to it if you want to check out some classic stepdads uh before they were stepdads, I think, right? Is that right? The correct yeah, way to say it? There's a lot of matches. Well, technically, uh in the yard I had a tag team called the Stepdads, but it was with a different guy and we feuded with each other a lot. Oh, okay. Um, this is some news to me. <laughs> But yeah, there's some guys like up and coming guys, guys like there's always random names we like to throw out there. And it's not like our Patreon's like three dollars a month or five dollars a month or something. It's just you could just throw a dollar, yeah. it's just like there's uh, tears. But yeah, if you pay like three bucks, you get most of the stuff. So And it's we, we always try to show like on like if we have new merch being made, we'll we'll mm-hmm. we'll post updates on there of like new merch ideas or new gear is getting made we'll post the update so people can get like a sneak peek of that stuff and any of the money we get from our patreon 100 percent goes not a percentage it's 100 percent goes back into our wrestling yeah it goes into new gear designs or new merch designs or stuff like that yeah, stickers I, I, uh, I, I take care of all of that it goes into its own separate little account and we use it for our wrestling gear stickers yep. t-shirts Magnets, uh, magnets, bumper stickers, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Make sure to subscribe to the Stepdad's Patreon. You know, all of the money that you put into it goes right back to their, uh, to the wrestling. So you're not, uh, so you're definitely yep. getting your money's worth out of it. Yep, it all goes towards new merch designs and new merch ideas and new gear and all that fun stuff. One hundred percent of it goes right back into our mer- merchandise and any gear we make. All of it. Because we're not we're not saving it for ourselves because we're we're putting in what we get for wrestling. Yep, just like uh, our next thing is probably to order our uh, dad dude shirts so we can start right. selling them at shirt yeah. at shows. We just have to sell some merch first because we have too many shirts still. Yeah, since quarantine we've had two designs come out and they've sold great on ProWrestlingTees.com, but we haven't had them in person because we didn't have any shows uh, until late into the fall. So we still have all the shirts from our last design that we have <laughs> to sell out. So if anybody's interested, they can they can come find it, and hopefully it shows uh, early next spring or whenever or, we get booked. Yeah, again. if anyone wants a shirt, um, we do have the uh, the logo shirt, um, Datitude Era, and uh, a couple of Dad X shirts. I think they're like only a large, maybe or small. And our gods of dad and our bot gods of dad bot shirts. If anyone wants them, we we have them directly. If anyone wants to order them, I could mail it out to you. It'd probably be like twenty five dollars with shipping. Especially for like overseas or something, this would yeah. probably be better than just ordering it from Pro Wrestling Tees right and, now. And the shirts we got them made on are nicer than the Pro Wrestling Tees shirts I've heard. So you know, if anyone wants them directly from us, we have a bunch. Yeah, it's a different shirt company. Yes, yeah, different company of the shirt itself. Yeah. All right, there you go. There you heard it. So um, if you're interested in any of the stepdad shirts, you could actually uh, just message you guys on your Facebook or Instagram for that. Yep, yep. absolutely. Stepdad's wrestling you know, on all our social media. They can hit us up. Yeah, we check our messages on the Facebook page all the time yep. and on Twitter. All the time. All right. We will definitely get back to you. All right. You heard that first. So I got some questions from uh, some people, if you don't mind, guys. Oh, God. I'm terrified. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't worry, I think they're uh, I think they're appropriate. Might not have to put too much money in this swear jar, so. Good. <laughs> I don't know where it is. <laughs> oh snap! All right. First question is from uh, Kelsey. Kelsey asks, "What gave you guys the name the Stepdads?" Okay, this is a story. I I, I love the story, but uh, yeah. So the Stepdads comes from um, like I said, I use it in backyard, uh, as a tag team, but we were just. We were called the stepdads, me and my friend Danny, 
uh, Daniel Devine, who is I just started going pro. I think yep, he just he, had a match on Pizza Party, so check him out. He's a good guy. Yep, Pizza Party Wrestling. Um, Daniel Devine and myself, we uh, we were a tag team called the Stepdads because we were bad guys and we wanted to be cocky bad guys. And uh, this, we were called the Stepdads because we beat you and you hate us. Um, so that was just it was just like a name that was like. We, we weren't actually dads, although we did come, or the first time we wrestled, we came out in polo shirts. Um, <laughs> but we weren't real dads. We were just like doing like a cocky gimmick. And I thought the name was funny. The name came from my fantasy football team, also called the Stepdads, because we beat you and you hate <laughs> us. Um, <laughs> so that's where, that's where the name comes from. And then we just took it. Uh, Danny stopped wrestling for a while. We tagged up, started like the name was perfect. It was so catchy and like we loved it. Yeah. And we were like, how can we do this and just keep it going? Um, we, we already had other gimmicks uh, that we did for very short singles runs. Uh, I had a tag team run with someone else for a hot minute, but when we wanted to change things and be more, more ourselves really. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the idea of the stepdads kept popping up because we had, been around that for so many years to that point it was like why don't we just be stepdads like yeah. that's the easiest thing in the world and if we're gonna lose all the time or if we don't have a lot of time for matches because we're new guys what's eye-catching what's gonna pop uh, a bunch of guys in polos and robes coming out with a swear jar and a thermostat is gonna catch your eye uh before we get crushed by the road warriors or whoever comes out and kills us in 60 seconds yeah so it was all about what we could, what was the most eye-popping thing we could get just before we get to the ring. Yeah, like, who, what's a gimmick we could get over without words? Just, like, as soon as we walk out, you know who we are. Yeah. And I think, you know, we kind of landed on one. Yeah. Being, being the stepdads is even, like, a joke that someone would describe us as anyway. Yeah. So it works out. Yeah, it's our level. sense of humor. Yeah. Hold on, I'm just fixing my light here. So oh, that's all right. Going. That's all right. Um... So, my next question from Anthony. Anthony asks, why did you use the Full House uh, intro in your original theme song? Well, you know, what's more dad than Danny Tanner, <laughs> Uncle Joey, and Uncle Jesse? Like, you know what I mean? It's Because it's, we, we figured the funniest way to, to think of, like, a dad is, like, we weren't we weren't just dads. We were sitcom dads. We were over the top. It's like every dad trope. So that was the like it's such a recognizable intro and such a recognizable song. So we kind of went with that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of dad gimmick guys out there now, and that's fine. But we since the very beginning, and as far as I know, we we were the first to do stepdad or even dad gimmicks in in recent times. But we've always been sitcom dads. We're characters in a show dads kind of thing. And that's why when people ask us, like, oh, why don't you come out and wrestle in your robe or in your sweater and, and like, that kind of thing, the idea is supposed to be, if you watch an episode of Full House and Danny Tanner was going to be a wrestler in that episode, he would dress <laughs> like a pro wrestler just with, like, dad stuff on. Yeah. Like, on the gear. Like he he'd, he'd be like a luchador named like the cleaner or something. Yeah, like he, he would have. <laughs> he like wouldn't a, wrestle in his normal episode clothes. Yeah, like a dad is a dad to an extent, but like if a dad was like doing a warrior dash, he wouldn't show up in like loafers and khakis. He right. would he would dress for the occasion. So it's like, what would dads wear if they were wrestlers? It's like the whole idea we kind of went for. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's literally like, what if there was a season of Full House where Danny Tanner just happened to be a wrestler? <laughs> And he called himself yeah, the cleaner. Also, there is a little bit of a shout-out from myself with the Full House theme. There used to be a tag team in Chikara called the Olsen Twins Oh, with uh, Colin Delaney, Colin Olsen, and uh, Jimmy Olsen. And they their theme started with the Full House theme and then cut into uh, Toxic by Britney Spears, I think. <laughs> yes. Um, the Full House theme always stuck with me, and it was such a clever thing. And I, I love them as a tag team, so it was a little bit of a shout-out to them. Yeah, I highly recommend, if you've never seen the Olsons uh, in Chikara, or really in any company, yeah. I, I'd look them up on YouTube, wherever you need to look, look them up. up. Yeah, you could YouTube uh, the Olsen twins, Chikara, versus um, Cheech and Cloudy. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they had so many great matches. They were yeah. awesome. Jimmy Olsen, super underrated. Colin Delaney, obviously still wrestling. Um, yeah. 
So here's Which a one half of Cheech and Cloudy. They're a tag team. Obviously, there's that. <laughs> so I got a personal question on that in myself because you said uh, Danny Tanner would be called the cleaner. Who do you think would win in a uh, wrestling match <laughs> between uh, Danny Tanner and Kenny Omega? Oh, um, ooh, Kenny Omega. Uh, he, he's not going to take it easy on Danny Tanner just because he's Danny Tanner. I yeah. watched Kenny Omega beat up a little girl, so I, I can um, see in my head now. He, Danny Tanner's super confident, and he's like, "We're going to do it!" And he like high fives a couple of people, and he gets in the ring, and all you see is his family's reactions as he gets crushed. And then after the commercial break, they come in, and he goes, "Well, at least you tried. That's what matters." And, and he's like in a full body cast, and he's a full body cast, <laughs> and then the credits roll. And, like, he gets, like, his pay for the wrestling match and save the day or whatever. Yeah. Like, he, he, he would get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be one quick V-trigger to the face for Danny Tanner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It absolutely oh, yeah. would. All right. So my next question is from uh, Simon. Simon asks, are the stepdads related? Uh, no. We're, uh, we're uh, just both dads. It's like, you know, when when the neighborhood gets together, it's like, we're the two dads who became friends from the neighborhood. It's like, you know, I got my kids. He's got his kids. They, they played together on a step, uh, on a date, one play date one time. Yep. A step, was a step date. That's not that, a thing. That, that's weird. But a play date. And, you know, we became <laughs> friends. We have family barbecues. On the same uh, bowling team. Yeah. You know, bowling league. Same bowling team. Uh-huh. Same softball league. Yeah. Okay. Our, our wives like each other. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. It works out. Yeah, there's two dads who get along. There you go. Now, on that note, I do have a stepbrother, and his name is Killian McMurphy. So I shout out to Killian McMurphy, my stepbrother, who I wrestled, uh, I wrestled, I teamed with as the stepbrothers for a few months. So he is out there, and he is doing fantastic. So yeah. I miss him very much. Steph. Miss you, stepbrother. <laughs> there you go. Killian McMurphy, your uh, stepbrother, uh, Radley, Radley Belmont, misses you, man. Um, yeah, and if you ever look at a picture of the two of them, it looks like a before and after of someone who, like, less now. Yeah, but, now, now it might actually look very similar. Yeah, now it looks like a guy who, like, lost a bunch of weight and then a guy who, like, got jacked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a before and after of, like, hitting the gym really hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, Simon's got another question. He wants to know when can he touch the thermostat? Never. Well, well, when does Simon get two questions yep. now? Hold on. So I thought Simon, he didn't say Simon says, okay? Yeah. <laughs> don't grow on trees. Uh, That's right, yeah. You only get one question, and uh, to answer your second question, no, you can't touch a thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> we're answering that not just Simon. That's a question everyone's asking, and we're telling everyone, do not touch the thermostat. You don't touch another man's thermostat. You only get to touch one thermostat in your life. Well, I, maybe a few if you move, but, like, you only get to touch the thermostat in your own house. It's just like you don't touch another man's life. You don't touch his thermostat. Yeah. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit in the wind. You don't touch a man, a stepdad's thermostat. It's weird. It's just weird. Gross. Especially now. With, with uh, Sanitize your hands, first of all, but sanitize them and then touch something else. Also, what are you doing in my house? Get out of my house. There you go, Simon. You can't touch <laughs> Simon. You can't touch the thermostat, so don't try. And if you do, don't even go in their house. That's weird. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, buy your own. Yeah, get your own house. Buy your own house and your own thermostat. Uh, my next guest. Yeah. My next question. <laughs> my next question is from Phil. Phil asks, "I saw the stepdad squads get ripped up on a video from Don Kincaid." How did it feel seeing those signs get ripped up from Cold Cash? Um, you know, it didn't really hurt. Cold Cash is garbage. They were just upset that they didn't have their own signs. It's it, it, it was jealousy. That's really all it is. And I I just feel sympathy for them. I'm not sure that they can read. So they they could have thought that said anything. Uh, it, you know. It, they, they might just assume that it says something bad about them because most people just say bad things about them. Uh, I think they're yeah. used to that since, you know, childhood. You know, you know, like the Bobby Hill meme where it's like they're holding up the thing and it says like and he's holding up to the kids in the class. And then it's like, oh, if those kids could read, they'd be really upset. That's cold cash when they see signs that show. <laughs> if cold cash could read, they'd be really upset. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I want to put. I want to put Ryan Frost's head on the DW meme of her 
reading the, uh, the sign. <laughs> the Let's just put it this way. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. I'm not even disappointed. I, I, I'm ambivalent <laughs> about cold cash. But they don't even register to me. I'm not disappointed in them. I don't recognize them. Oh, man. I have a question. Who is cold cash again? <laughs> Who keeps their money in the fridge? Like, it has Yeah. Been. We have banks for that now. Yeah. They just got invented, I don't know, 850 years ago. Yeah, collect so brand new. Come, go get one. Put your money in the bank and collect interest. Don't put it in the yeah. fridge, you weirdo. <laughs> my, ne- my next question is from um, my next. Oh, wow. my next question. Oh boy. Okay. All right. I'm done. What you get? This is what you get. Oh, of course. I'm you signed the paperwork. This is what you. This is what you signed up for, buddy. You asked for this. My next question is from Ed. Ed asks, "Are you guys actually stepdads? And if so, do you want to? Do you do you want to be real dads one day and have your own kids?" Oh, that's a serious question. Oh boy, I wow. wasn't expecting like serious questions today. Oh, um, sure. I mean, we're. We're as real a stepdad as any as the Undertaker is a real Undertaker. <laughs> That's right. You like know. and and I like we're as, as much stepdads as Kane and Undertaker are brothers, and you know they're brothers because it's in a comic book. Yeah. And that's like that's a, as official as anything. Yeah. That, that's documents. That's documents. Yeah. That's an official document. So, uh, yeah, we're wrestling stepdads, and that's it. Um, as far as being a real dad, that's a serious question. But, you know, um, no. Have uh, you met me? Yeah. You want more of me? That's a <laughs> terrible idea. <laughs> I, uh, I have trouble taking care of myself. And I'm an independent human to an extent. Like, you know, I make my own money. And uh, I drive my own car. And I still have trouble taking care of myself sometimes. So, like... Another human that's small and can't do those things, that seems like a problem for me. That seems like I'm not going to be able to handle it. It's like dealing... I'm not good at dealing with drunk people. And what is a baby if not just a really (laughs) drunk friend all the time that, like, needs you to take care of them as they puke on themselves and, like, can't stand up? So, yeah, I can't can't do that. (laughs) I'm not that friend in the friend group. (laughs) (laughs) Not the designated driver. No. Oh, man. Uh, My next... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what about you? Do you want kids? Uh, one day. One day I would love to have kids. Or were you talking to me or were you talking Good to... Luck. My My favorite saying is, uh, I don't want to have kids until I'm sure nothing else good can ever happen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> once you have kids, it's, it's all like, you can't just go on vacation, you can't just like go out drinking... You can't just go to the bar. You can't go see a band. It's you can't just go to a wrestling like, show. Yeah, like I have, <laughs> I have, like I bring. If I had to bring my kid to the ring, they'd probably be really mad. Like I, I have two cousins, and one has kids and one doesn't. And the one who doesn't have kids um, goes on vacation all the time and is generally very happy. And the other one is miserable. <laughs> oh man! I don't know if it's directly related, but it's close enough that I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> my next question is from t- ooh, my next question is from stepdad oh number one okay my next question is from terry terry a- <laughs> i know my next question is from terry okay. terry asks if you could create a custom stepdad tag team belt what what would it look like and what kind of match would it be defended in Okay, so the strap would be Argyle, 100% Argyle strap. Okay. Um, I don't know what would be... It's got to be gold. It's got to be gold. Um, it would probably have, like, on the side plates, it would probably have, like, trophies, like bowling, bowling trophies. trophies. And, uh, like, uh, on the, trophies. Like, on the side plates. And uh, I would just want it to look clean and classic, like, similar to the, the big gold belt. Mm-hmm. But like with some like stepdad that. etchings on it. Um, I, I would suggest uh, it say it etched as world featherweight champion. That's okay. In my opinion. But like, yeah, I wouldn't want it to be 
too gaudy and crazy and showy and like weird and different. Like I want it to look like a classic old school, maybe either even the NWA belt, but something of like that old school style, but like with more stepdad engravings. It looked like a belt that's already been around 40 years. Yeah. But like, but like with a black Argyle strap with like black tan and, there you go. and uh, white, something like that. The perfect belt. Ah, uh, what type of match will we have for though? Um, say uncle match. The say uncle match. The say uncle match. Kind of like a, like, say uncle. Yeah, kind of like right. an I quit, but you know, different. I, I grab the guy, put him in the old headlock, give him the noogie, until he says uncle, and then two thousand people erupt as we win our championship belt. Yes, I like that idea actually. The say uncle match. That's that might be an innovative first. You know. We'll do it. I mean, it's just an I quit match with different uh, terminology. But wait, yeah, wait, don't don't tell them. You know, it's a <laughs> oh, secret. Oh boy. Uh oh. The next question is from James Scott. James asks, "Can you please spank Jared Talks Loud? I mean, can you please spank Jared Silverclate? He needs a serious timeout." Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, positively. Yeah. Whenever that happens, that that's. Like, whenever a match happens that he's involved with, that's definitely happening. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't even have to ask. Don't worry about it. We got it. Oh, man. I could, you know what? If, if he sweared a lot, I could see so much money going into the swear jar. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a question for the promoters. Any promoter out there, Test of Strength Wrestling, Northeast Wrestling, wherever that man is, we will spank that. As a stepdad's guarantee, we will spank that man in front of your audience. Or your money back. Or your money back. <laughs> Hear that, Jared? Bank guarantee. Hear that, Jared? The stepdads are going to spank you for being a naughty uh, trust fund boy. So uh, he's, a, he's officially on notice. <laughs> You're small enough that I might be able to shove him into the square jar. <laughs> <laughs> My next question is from Billy. Billy asks, how much money is in the swear jar? I don't want to say. I always was taught, you know, you don't you don't go around flashing your money around. And I don't know who out there knows where I live. And uh, you know, I don't want any to entice anyone to break into my house and acquire a small fortune. So that's true. But let's just say it's enough to sm to start a uh, small college fund. Okay. We might we might create our own new major promotion out of the change the yeah. change we have with enough for like a thirty pack of uh, Pabst. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Leftover. If we get the change from under the rug. Or Actually, the I wouldn't. Couch. I wouldn't buy Pabst. It would be some sort of craft beer, I'm sure. But whatever. <laughs> All right. I'll get some Pib extra. That's not very dadly of me to, to say. Uh, I like craft beer. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> My next question. Right, we'll, we'll let go. We'll let go. <laughs> My next. Uh, My next question is from Justin Del Rio, but he says this is for this is for uh, Papa Bear. What's the most overlooked? Oh, he's asking me about. I saw this. What's the most overlooked? He's asking me about baseball. Yeah. What's the most overlooked position in baseball? Okay, I'm gonna give. Uh, there, there's two answers. You've opened a Pandora's box, by the way. This yeah. might take a while. No, oh I'll, boy. I'll be quick. <laughs> there's two answers for this. Um, catcher is the most underrated. Even a, like a great catcher can change a team because they need. They need to be like the best player on the field at all times. They have to call the game. They have to handle the pitchers. They have to field a position where they're getting the ball every pitch, which no one else has to do. Um, and they have to hit on top of it these days. Where They used to just be able to get by on that other stuff. Now they have to hit too. It's a very tough, demanding position. It's the most demanding position on your body. So catcher, uh, one, two, relief pitchers who aren't closers. So any relief pitcher who comes in like from the seventh and eighth inning they don't get enough credit because sometimes the seventh and eighth inning could be tougher and you're facing tougher batters than the closer. And it kills me that like a really good relief pitcher, if they're not a closer has like no shot of going to the hall of fame because there's no stat for like there's saves and there's wins, but there's no, there's holds, but they're like garbage. There's no good stat to like quantify how good a reliever is. So those would be my two answers. You know, I actually agree with that. Cause I mean, me being a Yankees fan, I always knew that everybody talks about Mariano Rivera, and I loved Mariano Rivera. 
but they never really gave enough love to like Jeff Nelson and Mike Stanton during that time, you know, in the like '98 yeah. to 2000. Sam Lloyd, uh, David Robertson, um, Dylan Batances, Java Chamberlain. They, those guys never got the love, but they had some like incredible seasons. Now, most times, if you're that good, you become a closer. But there's some teams where like there's a setup man for like ever. Um, I think uh, the Angels used to have oh, I think I forgot, the guy, Scott Shields. Is that the guy's name? He always used to set up for K Rod. And he was like great for a lot of years. Um, there's there's those guys who are like the good eighth inning setup guys that just don't get enough love, and it it's not their fault that they play a position that like you can't that like there there should be if the position exists there should be players from that position in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. It's like for the longest time they were like oh we're not going to put a DH in just because they only hit. Well, if they're a damn good hitter, good enough to be a DH, and they're the best at that position, then they should be recognized. Oh, I agree, without a doubt, because you got some really good hitters that have been DHs most of their careers, and they put up Hall of Fame numbers, so why not, right? There's, there's, I have a lot of complaints with like how the Hall of Fame guys are looked at. There's guys like some guy. It, it, if you're an amazing fielder, it only goes so far. Like you have to be like the best fielder ever, or you get no credit. Like Omar Vizquel is like maybe the second best defensive shortstop of all time, but he's not in the Hall of Fame because Ozzie Smith was better. It's it's silly. Um, Scott Rowland deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. He was eight gold gloves, great hitter, but like because he wasn't the best hitter or the best fielder, he, he gets overlooked. I think he'll get enough votes eventually, but like it's going to take him a lot of years, like Larry Walker. I'm glad that they have the advanced stats now that can show and quantify how good these guys actually were, even if they weren't winning an MVP or a gold glove which is an imperfect science. But yeah, that's my baseball rant. <laughs> <laughs> I got two more questions. One is from Alex Aceda. Or Aceda, did I say that correctly? I'm not sure. Um, Alex oh, that's a- guy from oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alex asks, what, what is your th- thoughts on comedy wrestling? Is it a label you embrace or something you hope to distance yourselves from your, careers, your career progress? That's that's a good question. That's actually probably that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love comedy wrestling, and I think it has a place on a show because um, I think a perfect show has a little bit of everything. Because if every show is built with like a t- twenty guys that do the same type of match, um, you either have to go insane to top keep topping it, or it gets boring. So like if you have that nice breakup of a comedy match. Um, it, it, it helps, but like we kind of base the type of match we're going to have depending on who we're wrestling. If it's like a feud or not, if it's just a random match, um, and where we are in the card, there is thought that goes into it. Uh, if we're later on a show, you'll see less comedy because the fans have already seen a lot. And their tolerance for nonsense goes down as a show goes on because they've already seen so much action. I, I know it's no one thinks about it, but like it just kind of happens where they're kind of just like get to the wrestling. Like, um, so if we're later on a show, we'll do less. Same with like even during a match, once the heat starts to, to like completely throw out Kate Baby here, once the heat stops or starts, we, we stop doing comedy for the most part. Like, it only exists in the first half of the match, usually. And if there is comedy, it comes with, like, a big strike or something. The comedy is, like, amplified to a a move. Like, me yelling you're grounded before I do, like, a move or something. Like, it's not, we're not, like, spanking guys or, like, stealing noses right before the finish. Um, So, we're not exactly trying to distance ourselves from comedy. It's, It's, we're good at it. It's kind of the basis for our characters. I don't know if they work as well without having a comedic aspect to them. But there is like a, we think about it on a, a match by match situation of how we're going to handle it. Yeah. I, I never think of us as comedy wrestlers, although that's an easy way to describe us. I think of us as character wrestlers. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that we just do character. You've seen us wrestle, you've seen that we do all sorts of wrestling stuff. I mean, I, oh, I yeah. do kip ups, he does you know, big strikes. So we, we have we have a variety, and I think um, it's really um, 
a great part of any wrestler's arsenal to have comedy wrestling available. Um, to be purely a comedy wrestler, there's so few people who are purely comedy wrestlers. I, I, I can't even think any, of any outside the, of Japan who are just yeah, I was gonna say, purely uh, comedy like wrestlers. Like Kikotaro in Japan is purely yeah. a comedy wrestler. Um, like Orange Cassidy blends in. Like his comedy is like to is almost like a mind game to get you off your game and put your guard down for him to do his wrestling. So like even the comedy guys, it's like it's it's a compliment to what else they do. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to be just a straight comedy wrestler because at some point, if you're a straight comedy wrestler, you're just not going to win. Like you have to be able to like beat the guy still logically in in a match. Like it's still a fight uh, to an extent. So like you have to be able to logically be able to beat the guy. Yeah. Uh, plus with comedy, much like when a comedian. Uh, does his, his comedy, he has to understand the psychology of the jokes he's saying and give you a little bit of truth with uh, a little twist to make you laugh. Our, our comedy is usually um, labeled in that kind of psychology. Um, it's always in our storytelling. We're, we're not just doing silly stuff for the sake of doing it. We're doing it to make you laugh, but we're also doing it to throw off our opponents in the story of the match. Yeah, and it's it still has a basis in wrestling itself. Like, we're not just doing something that, like, it, it's like a twist on something you've seen in wrestling before that turns into comedy. That's the, like, the, like the best, you said, the best comedy has some truth to it. The best comedy wrestling has some wrestling to it. Right. It's not funny if you don't under, already understand that Orange Cassidy's kicks don't hurt. And it's not <laughs> funny if they actually did react to his kicks hurting. Yeah. So the comedy is in both a mix of it being funny, but also knowing the internal logic of a wrestling match. Even if you're a fan and you don't understand how wrestling matches work per se, you understand that that's, it, it doesn't work that way, and that's why it's funny. Yeah. It's like pointing out the, the things that, like, are implicitly silly about wrestling and bringing them to the forefront. Right. Like, when you throw a guy off the ropes and he just keeps running forever. Or, like, when you throw a guy off the ropes and the guy drops down and the guy keeps running, why doesn't he just stop and, like, kick him? It's like taking that stuff and flipping on, a, on his head. Right. Stuff that's inherently silly, but, like, making fun of it. It's like taking it to the next step. All right. So, yeah, so we, we'd never distance ourselves from comedy wrestling. We're, we'll always have comedy in our wrestling. But even um, if anybody wants to look it up, just last week uh, on the Stepdad's YouTube channel and Facebook page, we posted a match we had with the Main State Posse, which I consider an amazing tag team. Yes. Uh, we were the main event of that show. That was TIW May Meltdown 2019. We were the main event defending our tag team titles. Uh, the match goes uh, somewhere around 25 minutes. There is no comedy in that match. Yeah, um, I am. I'm doing chain wrestling with Danger Kid. He's having striking exchanges with Agro. With Agro. Um, we're having all these big moves. We're hitting each other with big stuff. There's drama. Yeah, uh, we we debuted, I believe, for TIW at least. We debuted a version of the Parent Trap. Yeah, in that match. So it's we we can do that type of wrestling as well. I'm I love old school wrestling. I grew up on that Georgia Southern NWA WW style of wrestling. So I love it. I love to do it. He grew up on you know mid two thousands Shakara and Honor. So yeah, which was a combination. Shakara was comedy, yeah, but they could all wrestle. I mean, and then ROH was all like nonstop spot fest craziness. Mm -hmm. So like, I love to combine the two a little bit when I can. Yeah, and I love the over the top Ric Flair, Michael Hayes characters, character stuff uh, combined with hard hitting Southern action and chain wrestling, like a Barry Windham. A Ricky Steamboat, I, I, you know, and so when we mash our collective uh, loves of, of, of wrestling styles together, they actually mesh really well, and it becomes the stepdad. It's like, I don't know if we'll ever, like I said, I don't know if we'll ever go away from it entirely. It, it, it it's situational. It's the same way, like if you watch a comedian, they'll do some political humor if they feel like it's something they need to talk about. Um, they'll get serious for a minute, but then it ultimately always goes back to comedy. Yeah. Like we might have a run at some point where maybe we're heels or maybe we, something happened that like we become serious for a while. But like, I think ultimately it all end up 
coming back full circle to where it was. Because at the end, at the end of the day, we're lighthearted people at heart, so it, it reflects in our characters. We're going to be wacky uh, at the end of the day because we're wacky people. And at the same time, we're not going to be able to go out there and have these crazy spot fest, nonstop crazy matches like an Alex Zane or a yeah. Blake Christian or these other guys are that Brian Pillman that like are just out here going nuts all the time. Like we just, we're not keeping up with that, and they're. If they're on the card or someone like that is on the show and they're going to do it better than us, why are we going to do it? Yeah. Not only are, are we going to stick to our strengths, but our strengths happen to be something that's usually missing from a lot of cards, needed from a lot of cards. We're a tag team. First of all, that, that's kind of rare in a lot of independent promotions right now. They're, yeah, they're lacking a lot of tag teams. Guys so, who only tag. Yeah, we are purely tag team wrestlers. And we do have singles matches. I, I wrestled for the NYCW heavyweight title in the main event of a show uh, in January. So I can do singles matches. Papa Bears wrestled some great singles matches. So we can do that. But even in our singles matches, we are the stepdads. We come out with each other to the ring, that kind of thing. So we are, we are a team. We're our unit. We're a shared gimmick, even yep. though we do the gimmick differently for each of us. Uh, so that's rare in itself, but also being a lighthearted tag team which includes commentary or, or comedy and uh, you know all all, the, all our gimmicky stuff. That it's a perfect little package that you know we we can be the Santino Morella of your company uh, as much as we could be uh, a hard hitting tag. Yeah. You know, ta you know we could we could be uh, I don't know some some other hard hitting tag team. Yeah, like some days I'll literally be watching like comedy stuff, and then another day I'll like watch Kensuke Sasaki just like kill people in Japan <laughs> and like. <laughs> For me, it's like there's that moment of like because of who we are, and like if fans have an expectation of us that they know us at all, if we walk out and don't do comedy, that's weird. Um, mm -hmm. So like at the same time, if we're being brought in, it's probably because someone saw the comedy stuff and wanted us to do it. Uh, the promoter, so like yeah. we don't want to let down either. Um, it's just kind of how we have to approach it at any moment. Is like depending on the situation. Yeah, and we've had it that's both really ways. It. Yeah, we've had it both ways. A lot of promoters see our comedy and they hire us. Um, a lot of fellow wrestlers put in good words for us because they think we're good wrestlers. Yeah, or sometimes, like, wrestlers request, like, they'll be like, oh, yes. I want to do a match like the one you did with such and such because they saw it, and they're like, I like that. That was funny. Let's yeah. do something like that. Like, uh, for instance, that test of strength, when we were talking to Bobby Ocean, and he goes, and uh, he's like, oh, yeah, when I heard you guys might come in, I was like, they absolutely should come in because he saw our match with the Ugly Ducklings at New York Championship Wrestling, and that was over 30 minutes of just the craziest match we've ever had. It, that was indie-rific to, to a T. Yeah, so like he had seen us do only comedy before, yeah. and when he saw that match where we had a match that was crazy, he was like, oh, these guys have gotten to the point that they could do this also. Uh, we should have them come yeah, in. It, it surprised them, but we want people to know we can do crazy stuff as well. We are absolutely willing to take crazy yeah. bumps. So like if you, if you ever see that. if you ever see me come out and the first thing I do is just chop someone as hard as I can, just know you're in for a hoot. Oh, it's yeah. not going to be funny. It's going to be a throwdown. I do is a suicide dive. We're in for a, a long night, yeah. buddy. We're we're having some fun. You can kind of tell from the start, like pretty much how it's going to go for us. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we look home. It's going down. <laughs> well, so that, there's your there's your long winded answer to that question. <laughs> but yeah, I but, feel like it's yeah. a good answer. Well, guys, thank you so oh, much. <laughs> well, guys, thank you what so. What are they called now? Uh, they are ever rise. Ever rise. Ever rise. As I was saying, stepdads, Radley Belmont and Papa Bear Wade Kruger, thank you so much for joining me today on the <laughs> Sign Rip Podcast with Joey G. This has been a fun podcast, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be on any time. Do you need another thing? Or uh, we'll, do a, we'll do an interview with another tag team or something. We'll talk tag team wrestling. We're here for you, buddy. No, we won't. I don't like anybody. Where can the, uh, <laughs> where can the uh, step fans find you guys? Drop some social media links. Very easy. At Stepdads Wrestling. It's all one word. Don't look it up with a space. That's a no-no. Don't do that. You get weird Google results. You get really oh, weird shoot. Shoot. You. Yeah. The government's going to show up. It's not a good thing. But when you're on the YouTube search engine or the Twitter search engine, on the, the TikTok, on the Instagram, just type in at Stepdads Wrestling, all one word. 
we pop up immediately. Or we'll, stepdad's wrestle. Or stepdad's wrestle. We'll be right there. Yeah. But do not put a space. No, don't put a space. Don't look it up on Google. That's probably a bad idea unless you, like, make sure there's a space. It'll probably autocorrect. Don't bother. Don't even bother. Yeah. Just whatever social media you love, type it in there. Search engine at Stepdad's Wrestling, Stepdad's yeah. Wrestle. It's all, it's all the same. You'll if, find us immediately. If, if you're searching it with a space, do it in incognito mode. Don't <laughs> let anyone see that. All right. It's weird. Okay, kids, it gets ki- weird. kids give your parents permission, 18 yeah. or younger. But it, we, we post every single day. We post videos, we post pictures every single day. So there's always something. Uh, in Patreon, we post something every single week. And if you want to see my uh, Macy's Thanksgiving tweets or uh, anything else, uh, I'm on Twitter as Wade Kruger one K R O W A D E K R U E G E R one. Wade Kruger one. Usually, uh, I'm complaining about hockey or sports or uh, fantasy football. So if you like sports good if you like to see me talk about weird movies and tv good <laughs> if you expect me to post wrestling on my twitter go to stepdad's wrestle <laughs> yeah. if you ever wanted to hear wrestle's opinions about things that have nothing to do with wrestling this is this is the hub yeah i have, I have a lot of hot takes absolutely <laughs> well thank you so much stepdads it's been a absolute pleasure chatting with you today it's been a lot of laughs today this has been fun um, and thank you all for listening to this episode of the Sign Rip Podcast with Joey G. I hope you have a good rest of your day or night wherever you are.